Hello and welcome to the adventures of Paul Temple from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-whim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. We present Peter Cook and Marjorie Westbury in the Francis Durbridge serial, Paul Temple and the Alex Affair. Episode 2, Dr. Kohima. Will you have a cigarette, Mr. Temple? Oh, thank you. Light? Thanks. Yes, I've been very groggy. I've had one or two very nasty turns. <laughs> As a matter of fact, strictly between ourselves, I've been suffering from hallucinations. Hallucinations? Yes. However, I'm cured now, completely cured, but it was really rather nasty while it lasted. Yes, I should imagine so. I had the impression that everywhere I went, I was being followed. Oh, Yes, and oddly enough, always by the same person. What sort of a person? A girl. A smart girl. I could see her just as clearly as I can see you now. Brown shoes, brown suit, brown handbag, perky little hat. <laughs> well, I, I suppose really it was quite the nicest type of hallucination. And Dr. Kahima convinced you... He convinced me that she never existed... Which, of course, she didn't. Oh, yes, he's really quite brilliant. The doctor's sorry to keep you waiting, Mr. Temple. He'll be able to see you in about five or ten minutes. Oh, thank you. Your appointment wasn't till four o'clock, Mr. Latham. Didn't you know that? Uh, yes, but I found myself in the district with rather a lot of time on my hands, so I naturally oh, it's thought... it's all right, providing you don't mind waiting. Not at all. Right, I'll tell the doctor you're here. Thank you. Is that Dr. Kahima's secretary? Yes. An awfully nice person. Now, what on earth's her name? Um, oh, of course. 
Mrs. Trevelyan. Mrs. Trevelyan? Yes. You sure? Well, of course I'm sure. Why? Oh. Oh, nothing. Uh, Mr. Temple, I've been reading quite a lot in the newspapers recently about this person they call Alex. Is it true what the London Graphic said last night? What did they say? That Sir Graham Forbes had finally decided to send for Paul Temple. Are you interested in this Alex affair? Yes, as a matter of fact, I am. Oh, why? Oh, I don't usually take an interest in murders and that sort of thing, but this business rather intrigues me. <laughs> I'm afraid I've even got a theory of my own. What is your theory? Well, really, I've no wish to bore you. No, I'm not easily bored, Mr. Latham. Well, if you really want my opinion, I think that Alex is nothing more or less than a homicidal maniac. Mm -hmm. What makes you think that? Look at the Norma Rice affair. Well, what about it? Oh, what possible reason could anyone have for murdering Norma Rice? And then take this business at Broadcasting House last night. Sir Ernest Cranberry. Now, why on earth... How did you know about Sir Ernest? How did I know? Yes. Why, it's in the papers. Oh, of course, you were there. Yes, I was. What exactly happened? Oh, Sir Ernest just collapsed. There was nothing very dramatic about it. It appeared to be heart failure. Then why are the newspapers saying that he was murdered by Alex? Because Sir Ernest mentioned Alex just before he died. Did he, by Jove? Uh, what did he say? He simply said, Temple, I want to tell you about Alex. And that was all? Yes, that was all. Well, there you are. Obviously, this Alex fellow's a lunatic, mad as a hatter. Why should anyone want to murder poor old Ernest? You knew Sir Ernest? Good Lord, yes. Oh, he wasn't exactly an old friend of mine, but we were quite well acquainted. The doctor will see you now, Mr. Temple. Ah, thank you. Well, we shall meet again, I hope. Yes, I hope so. This way, sir. Mr. Temple, before you see Dr. Kohima, I've got to talk to you. What about well, I've got to talk to you about Alex. Yes, but what... But please, believe me, it's desperately important. Well? Come to, to this address. It's on this piece of paper. Come tonight, please. Tonight? At what time? Half past ten. Look, you will come, won't you? Yes, all right. You promise? Yes, I promise. Oh, thank you. Uh, this way, sir, please. Mr. Temple, Doctor. Ah, Mr. Temple. I'm so very sorry to have kept you waiting. Oh, that's all right. Do sit down, sir. Ah, thank you. <clears throat> I received your telephone message from which I understand you wish to consult me on a purely personal matter. Yes. Uh, to be quite frank, Dr. Kahima, I should simply like to ask you a few questions. This is not an interview, a newspaper interview. Oh, no, 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 nothing like that. <laughs> then I shall be delighted. It will make a pleasant change. Change? It is always I who ask the questions. Oh, yes, of course. However, I'm at your service, sir. Thanks. Now, have you a car, Doctor? A car? Why, yes. What make is it? It's a uh, Milford, uh, six-cylinder Milford. Color? Black. Registration number? 
DVC 629. But uh, why do you ask? Thank you. Now I'll tell you quite simply why I wanted to see you. Please do. At about a quarter past nine last night, my wife and I left Broadcasting House and drove towards Piccadilly Circus. we just crossed Oxford Circus when suddenly a car drew level and made a deliberate attempt to force us into the nearest shop window. Really? The car was a Milford, a six-cylinder Milford, black, registration number DVC 629. But uh, you must have been mistaken, Mr. Temple. My car was not out of the garage last night. Where do you keep your car? At uh, my house in Regent's Park. But all this week it's been at a garage in Leicester Square, Sloan's Garage. I've been having certain repairs done and, uh, well, as a matter of fact, I'm supposed to be picking the car up tonight. I see. Well, why don't you telephone the garage, Mr. Temple, and verify my story? Please. I wish you would. The number is Temple Bar 7178. 7178. Very well. You're sure you have no objection? But of course not. As I said, I want you to verify my story. Thank you. Uh, Hello? Is that Sloan's Garage? Oh, I'm speaking for Dr. Kohima. The doctor would like to know if it would be convenient for him to pick his car up this evening. Yeah. Yes, a Milford, DBC 629. Oh? It was ready yesterday, you say? I see. Um, tell me, was it taken out of the garage last night? It was. At about what time? Upon seven. And it was brought back at about quarter to ten. Who? Oh, oh, the chauffeur. Uh-huh. Yes, I see. Thank you. What did they say? The car was ready for you yesterday. Yesterday? Yes, and it was taken out of the garage last night. By whom? By your chauffeur. What? He took the car out of the garage at about half past seven and returned it at about a quarter to ten. My car was taken out of the garage last night by my chauffeur. Yes. <laughs> Mr. Temple, I'm afraid you're going to get rather a surprise. You see... You haven't got a chauffeur. No, I'm afraid I haven't. Yes. I thought so. Good afternoon. You are Mr. Temple, yes? Uh, yes. Uh, welcome home, Mr. Temple. Oh, uh, oh, thanks very much. Uh, I, uh, I take your hat and coat. Thank you. Oh, hello, Paul. Oh, hello. Uh, Ricky, this is Mr. Temple. Oh, I recognize him. We get on pretty well together. I hope so. Yes, well, uh, uh, that'll be all, Ricky. Thank you. Thank you, Missy. 
Steve, where on earth did you pick him up? At the registry office. He's going to stay with us until Charlie gets out of hospital. Well, where does he come from? <laughs> the registry no, office. No, no, no. What part of the world? Oh, he's Siamese. And he's got awfully good references. Oh, well, all right. We'll give him a trial. Sir Graham's in the drawing room. Oh, what does he want? Oh, hello, Temple. Hello, Sir Graham. I'm sorry to keep you waiting. Good afternoon, Inspector. Afternoon. Temple, do you happen to know a man called Muller? Hans Muller. Hans Muller. Yes. Yes, I do. He's a Dutchman. That's right. What do you make of him? Um, well, he's a crook. Yes, but... Um, what sort of a crook? Oh, a fairly intelligent one. Why do you ask? We've received a letter from him, Temple. Or rather, the inspector has. It arrived this morning. Never having actually been in contact with Muller, it rather surprised me. Do you mean the contents of the letter surprised you, Inspector, or the fact that you received it? Well, both, if you want to know. Uh, here it is. Oh, thank you. Uh, dear Inspector Crane, I am given to understand that you are personally in charge of the Alex case. I would suggest, therefore, that you meet me tonight, shortly before midnight, at Granger's Wharf. I know the identity of Alex. Sincerely yours, Hans Muller. But that sounds like a, like a personal note from an old friend. I've never even seen Muller. To be perfectly honest, I'd never even heard of him until this morning. We don't even know a great deal about him at the yard, Steve. That's why I wanted to have a word with you, Temple. Hmm. We know that he's a Dutchman and that he came over here about ten years ago. But that's all we do know. Pass me that book on the desk, Steve. Which one? The leather one. Um, he won't. Yeah, thanks. Uh, what's that, Temple? Oh, it's a, it's a sort of personal who's who. I've been keeping this for years. Whenever I meet anyone interesting, I always make notes, which sometimes come in... You, Yeah, here we are. Muller, Hans Muller. Born Amsterdam, 1910. Uh, speaks Flemish, Danish, French, English, and Dutch, of course. Hello. This is interesting. What is interesting? Well, apparently he's very well off. He inherited, quite legitimately, nearly a quarter of a million. Mm-hmm. Have you actually met him? Muller? Yes, I met him twice. Once in Paris, once in The Hague. But it's a good few years ago now. Nevertheless, if you know this man, Mr. Temple, it seems to me it might be a very good idea if you came along with us tonight. What do you say, sir? Yes, by all means. All right, we're going by launch, so we'll pick you up here at about 11. No, I've got another appointment at 10.30, so... An appointment, darling? Yes, I'll tell you about it later. Uh, uh, where are you sailing from? Uh, North Pier. Okay, I'll meet you at the North Pier at, say, 11.15. No later, Temple. Right, come along, train. Goodbye, Steve. Goodbye. See you later, Temple. Goodbye. Goodbye, Mrs. Temple. Goodbye. What's this appointment you've got at 10.30? Well, I was going to tell you about that. I saw Dr. Kahima this afternoon, and I had a chat to him about the car. Mm -hmm. It was his car last night, but, well... But what, Paul? There's something very queer about the whole business. Well, what's queer about it? Well, in the first place, his car's in a garage in Leicester Square, being repaired. Mm -hmm. The doctor informed me that it would be ready for him today. But the garage people told me that it was actually ready for him yesterday. Well? 
Well, his chauffeur is reported to have taken the car out of the garage last night at 7.30 and to have returned it at about 9.45. And there you are. I mean, the accident happened. Yes, but you see, Dr. Kahima hasn't got a chauffeur. Yes, but for sure, it's quite simple. Well, how do you mean? Well, someone pretended to be the doctor's chauffeur. In which case, how did he get the car? Yes, how did he? They're pretty smart at that garage. There's only one way he could have got it. The gentleman in question produced a ticket... And that ticket must have been the same ticket that was originally given to Dr. Kahima. Oh. So that means that the doctor was lying. Yes. But it doesn't mean that he drove the car. In fact, I'm pretty sure he didn't. Oh, and there's another interesting point, Steve. Mm -hmm. Dr. Kohima has a secretary. A very charming secretary. Her name is Mrs. Trevelyan. What? Darling, you're joking. No. And is your appointment tonight with Mrs. Trevelyan? Yes. She gave me this address and asked me to meet her there at 10.30. 49A Marshall House Terrace. Well, that's not far from here. No. Does Dr. Kahima know about this appointment? No, and she seemed pretty anxious he shouldn't know anything about it. Why? That woman's frightened, Steve. I don't know what she's frightened of, but she's as frightened as hell. Oh, well, I think I'll change. I feel like a bath. What is it, Ricky? So sorry. So sorry to interrupt, but uh, your bath is ready, sir. Hmm? Oh, uh, well, thank you very much. Yeah, oi, oi, just a minute. How did you know that I was thinking of having a bath? It is the duty of good servant to anticipate the wishes of the good master. Sorry I interrupt. So sorry. Well, I'll be blown. Oh, darling, he's going to be wonderful. Don't believe it. I simply don't believe it. in, Paul. No, well, I'm not surprised. The place looks deserted. Are you sure this is the right address? Well, it's the address on the piece of paper, isn't it? 49A Marshall House Terrace. Yes. Look, I don't think that door isn't properly shut. Well, neither it is. She is probably expecting us to walk in. Paul, we can't just walk oh, don't in. don't be silly. We can always walk out again if we're not wanted. house seems deserted. Yes, but it's not empty. Oh, this room's pretty nicely furnished. Oh. Looks like the dining room. Do you suppose that she lives in this house? Mrs. Trevelyan? Yes. Well, if she does, she's very well off because this place... Ma what is it? Didn't you hear something? No. That's funny. I thought I... Well, I must be mistaken. But what are we going to do if she doesn't turn up? Oh, she'll turn up all right. She's almost bound to unless... Unless what? Look, there's a suitcase over there. It looks to me if someone's just arrived Steve. or... Steve, listen. Can't you hear something now? What is it? Listen. 
Well, only the ticking of the clock. No, 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 I don't mean that. Listen. Now do you hear it? Oh, yes. Here's the violin. I heard it before. I knew I'd heard it. But where's it coming from? Must be coming from one of the bedrooms. Look, you stay here, Steve, and I'll go upstairs and see if I can... Paul, what, what are you staring at? Just looking at the clock. Oh, it stopped. It's been stopped all the time. Oh, but you can hear it ticking. Listen. It isn't the clock, it's the suitcase. Oh, what are you going to do? Paul, don't touch it! Stand away from that window, Steve. Stand away from the window! <laughs> Thank heaven it landed on one of the flower beds. Oh, it hasn't exactly improved the garden, has it? Oh, darling, this is this is beyond me. Well, come on. Let's get back to the car. But, Paul, what about the person upstairs? The person playing the violin? He's still playing. Even after that, that awful explosion. Yes. I'm going upstairs, Steve. Well, I, I'm coming with you. I don't want to be left here. All right, but... but... Take it, take it easy. Yes. All right. It's coming from that room, Paul. The door's open. But I can't see anyone. It's not just a minute, Steve. Well, I'll be blowed. Paul, what, what is it? I don't think we'll find anyone up here, Steve. What do you mean? Oh, look. It's a record. Oh. An automatic record player. But, Tony, why on earth did Mrs. Trevelyan take the trouble to get us here? Well, I can guess, but I'll explain later. Let's get going. I've got to meet Sir Graham in 20 minutes. Yes, all right. Look, you can drop me on the corner. I, I feel all right now. Sure. Yes, I'll walk from there. Walk? Yeah, what's all this walking business? Well, I'm trying to get a bit of weight down. Oh, well, when you get home, you'd better tell Ricky to mix you a good stiff drink. You look as if you need one. One? Oh, it'll need more than that. <laughs> How long will it take us to reach the wharf, Sergeant? Oh, about a quarter of an hour, sir. What time do you make it? Well, it's gone 11.15. That's a certainty. It's five and twenty past, sir. Hmm. Well, we'll give Temple five more minutes. Here's a card now, sir. Just in time, Temple. We nearly gave you up as a bad job. Sorry, Sir Graham. Oh, hello, Sergeant. How are you keeping these days? I'm fine, thank you, Sergeant. How's yourself? You two know each other. Yes, we're very old friends, aren't we, Sergeant? Yes, indeed, sir. Good evening, Inspector. Evening. All right, Sergeant. Let's get started. Seems to have cleared. Yes, thank goodness. Is that the place over on the left? Yes, sir, that's Granger's Wharf. 
What sort of place is this, Sergeant? Do you know it? It's just a typical wharf, sir. It's a warehouse, a landing stage, and a bit of a checking office. What's that place? Sergeant, uh, the wooden shed. Over on the right. Oh, that is the checking office, sir. I think that if you've arranged to meet anyone, that's where he'll be. Yes, of course. Here we are. Throw me the rope, Sergeant. Oh, thank you, sir. Right, sir, give me a hand. Thank you, Temple. All right, Inspector? Yes, I'm all right. You wait there, Sergeant. Right, sir. What are you looking for, Inspector? The reception committee? I'm looking for Muller. Well, he doesn't seem to be here. No. The wharf looks deserted to me. Well, someone's been here. Fairly recently, too. How do you know, Temple? Yes, how do you know? Oh, the footprints. Yes, I've just spotted them. Yes. Let's try that shed, Sir Graham. The sergeant may be right. Well, there's no one here. Well, they must be deaf. Obviously, our friend Mr. Muller got cold feet and changed his mind. There's a, a window over here, sir. But it seems to be partly boarded up. I'll, I'll see if I... Just can... a minute. What is it? I think there's some paint or something on the door. I can feel it. Bring your light over here, Inspector. Right. Good Lord, look. Look what's... Painted on the door. A-L-E. Alex. Temple, we've Look got out, to... I'm going to break the door down. My God. Look at this poor chap. Yes, look at his throat. Mr. Temple. Is this? Yes. It's Hans Muller. back earlier than I expected. Yes. You look tired, darling. It's not surprising. We had quite a night. What happened? Didn't you see Muller? We saw him, Mrs. Temple, but not quite under the circumstances we expected. He's dead. Murdered. Oh. Thank heavens you didn't see him. You're looking pretty pale, too. Are you all right? Yes. But I had rather a... Rather a what? Well, after I left you, I had rather an unusual experience. You see, I... Oh, go on. Well, I walked all the way home, as I said I was going to, but when I reached Curzon Street, I had a strange sort of feeling that someone was following me all the time. I couldn't see anyone, and I couldn't even hear footsteps. And yet I felt sure that... Oh, it was most uncanny. It, it was almost like an hallucination. Well, perhaps it was an hallucination, Mrs. Temple. Oh, no. No, it wasn't. Because, you see, later... Later, I actually saw someone. You saw the person that was following you? Yes. 
Oh. What was he like? Well, it, it wasn't a he, Inspector. It was a girl. A girl? You sure? Yes, Paul. I could see her as clearly as I can see you now. What sort of a girl? Oh, rather smart. Brown shoes, brown suit, brown handbag, little brown hat. Oh, <laughs> quite smart, Don. That was the second episode of the Francis Durbridge serial, Paul Temple and the Alex Affair, with Peter Cook as Paul Temple and Marjorie Westbury as Steve. The part of Sir Graham Forbes was played by James Thomason, Inspector Crane by Hayden Jones, Carl Latham by Simon Lack, and Dr. Kohima by Rolf Lefebvre. The serial was produced in London by Martin C. Webster. (laughs) 